Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode what's going on all you guys marvin francois here and today we have a very very special video for you guys because we are going to be breaking down one of the hottest businesses in the game right now we're talking about the toro industry not only are we going to be teaching you guys how to get into business but we're going to talk more so about as well how to get started, right? How to get your first car, things to look out for when you're going to these dealerships to get the car. Once you have the car and you're ready to go into Toro, how to properly structure your business so that you can be profitable and have longevity. I'm super excited to be getting into this with my guy who I'm gonna be introducing shortly. But before I do that, y'all already know the drill. Take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now to just go ahead and slap that like button and show this video some love. It really does help a lot with the YouTube algorithm in terms of pushing a video out there so that more and more people can see it. But without further ado, let's get right into it. To the to the left of me, to the right of me, I don't know how, how this is going to come out once we finish recording it. I got my guy, entrepreneur credit specialist, Toro specialist, Mr. Robin Marks. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, good, man, bro. I'm uh, I, I'm definitely honored to be on your platform, bro, to to give some gems, you know what I'm saying, where I can and uh, help your audience out, man. I appreciate you inviting me. I'm, I'm super excited to have you. I'm looking forward to you giving that game. So before we dive right into it, just, I guess, tell the people a little bit about yourself, introduce them, tell them what it is exactly that you do. Well, yeah, uh, like, like uh, Marv said, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm also a credit repair specialist. Uh, I also help individuals establish their business credit, and uh, I'm what you call an all-star Turo host, right? That's a status that they give uh, individuals that's on the platform that are actually making waves and that's doing uh, big numbers and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's get right into it. As you know, and as I know, Turo is one of the hottest businesses to get into right now. And I feel like everybody under the sun is trying to find the proper way to go about getting in the business, right? Step by step. So I felt like there was nobody better to bring on the platform than yourself since you are very, very hands-on with your business and you're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. So before anybody that's looking to get started with Turo, the most important part of business is what? The car. You got to get the car, right? No car. Right. The acquisition, no car, no business. Right. So let's start from the very, very beginning. Right. One of the most common ways to go about getting a car is going to these dealerships to get pull one off the lot. But as you and I both know, if you don't got good credit, can't get the car. Right. Sure. So talk to talk to the audience a little bit about for, for the person that's looking to get that first car. What does their credit report need to look like in order for them to be able to finance a car? Well, first of all, uh, if you've never actually financed a car before, right? Uh, You want to first start establishing uh, credit as far as, uh, you wanna go for the lower end cars. You you can't go out there talking about, I wanna get the the Teslas and the, you know, uh, exotics and stuff like that. You need to first of all, start establishing car credit, right? So when banks look at your credit report, they see, oh, okay, you've had a $15,000 car before, you paid that loan back, or you've had a $20,000 car, you paid that loan back successfully, right? You're not just gonna be able to, it doesn't matter what credit score you have, right? You're not just gonna be able to go 
just because you have an 800 credit score and hop in and finance a Lambo. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, you know. So banks, what they look at, they look at your credit report to see if you've had comparable amounts of credit, and they typically are going to finance you for that and a little bit more. So uh, yeah, and if you're just starting out, I would say definitely uh, you want to go in and, and get the uh, the lower end, cheaper cars first, and then work your way up. Got you, got you, got you. So now in terms of structure, how many, because, you know, there's a lot of talk about like how many accounts you need on your credit report and different types of accounts, inquiries, all these different things. What could you say about that? What do you think would be the ideal report for somebody? Well, the ideal report, it really all depends on where they're at in, in, you know, uh, in the, in the process, how long, you know, really typically what we want to see is, you know, five, six years of lease of, of credit age, right? Uh, we want to see a low amount of increase, preferably under two. Okay. Uh, we also want to see where you've had that type of credit before. All right. Uh, and uh, what was the other part you actually you said? Um, the just, uh, just like account amount of just amount. Oh, like at least ten, 10 or twelve accounts. You know what I'm saying? That's what it, that that really is going to comprise of a perfect credit profile, right? No late payments, no charge offs, no collections, right? Now you can still finance a car with all of those things. I've literally seen people get finance for cars. You know what I'm saying? And they have like a mid five hundred credit score, but. What comes along with that is high interest rates, right? And, uh, you know, so you're going to be paying more in interest than you're actually paying down the principal of the car. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't suggest you getting into, especially the car rental business, financing cars with high interest rate. You want to work on your credit first. Most definitely. Most definitely. So now let's speak a little bit to that, right? Because let's say you have an individual that's looking to get into the Toro space, but their credit isn't up to par. Maybe they're in the process of getting it fixed or maybe they aren't. Who knows? Are there any other methods that they can go about trying to get their first car to put on Turo outside of using their credit to finance the vehicle that you would personally recommend? Well, as far as uh, getting cars to put on Turo, um, and I've done pretty much all of them, right? I've used a lot of different strategies, but as far as if your credit is not in the right place in order to start financing cars, okay, what you need to do is make sure your money right. If you ain't got the credit, you got to have the money, right? And so you can go on, find different cars at different places. Uh, some of these buy here, pay here car lots, look for economy cars. Also too, uh, you can go to uh, a lot of resources that uh, I use all the time is Facebook Marketplace, literally mm -hmm. Facebook Marketplace. Go on there and there are people that are private sellers that are selling uh, their cars, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, may have 80,000, may have 100,000 miles on it. But uh, if you're going to be putting it on Turo, it can't have more than 130,000 miles on it before before you put it on there. Now, it can go over that after it's on there, but it needs to be under 130. So, you know, that's where you want to be looking. You know what I'm saying? Find your car, you know, maybe an economy car, anywhere the five, six, seven thousand $7,000 range, right? You know, up to $10,000 if you got the cash, right? If you got the cash to go outright and buy the car. OK, and um, but uh, at the end of the day, to go fast with this business is having good credit. You know, right. so having the credit to where you can go run the banks and get the money, you know, most definitely, most definitely. So now uh, let's say someone has has great credit. They're going to the dealership, right? They're ready to go get their first car. Something new that I've been hearing about as of late, and I'm sure you, you've heard about and have your, have had your fair share of experience with it, is getting a car financed in your business's name, right? Yeah. I've heard of different ways that people go about doing this and some mm -hmm. of the benefits that come from this. Can you speak to how someone can go about doing this and also some of the benefits that come from getting a car in their business's name? All right. So um, and I understand that this is your audience, like first 
probably first uh, experience with me, right? Now, currently, right now on the platform, right? Uh, as far as running out, I, I have a total of seven cars, okay? All the way from uh, economy cars to mid-range uh, Mustang, Jeep, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, to the, the high-end, you know what I'm saying, Tesla Model X, right? Yeah. Currently, my Tesla Model X, that's in my business name, right? I was able to do that through Bank of America, okay? Now, yeah. that debt does not report to my personal credit profile, okay? Now, because I have an LLC, EIN, I have, an, a, business, I have a business that's establishing it and everything, Bank of America did want to see my personal credit. They did want to PG. They wanted to pull my personal personal credit to see who's this person behind this LLC. What type of credit has he had before? Right. They looked at all that type of stuff, and then at the same time, they took my tax statements, my tax documents, and you know what I'm saying my 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 uh, corporation documents, right? And they were able to get me approved for the loan in my business name, right? That's one way to do it. Some banks are different. Bank of America, that's their process of working. I can't speak to all the banks, but I know for a fact that if you start working on your business credit, right? And we're talking about, uh, you know, building up your business credit, get your EIN, get your, get your LLC, get your EIN, get your business bank account, establish a relationship with the bank that you want to get the business credit from. Okay, put some money in that business bank account. Show where you got transactions going in and going out of that bank account. Okay. Also, you want to start building up your, uh, your 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 net thirty, net sixty day accounts. All of these accounts that's going to establish what they call a paydex score. Okay. Uh, you can get that with Duns and Bradstreet, and that's a little process. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, that is something that's going to uh, reap benefits from you in the long run. Establishing your business credit, where you don't always have to lean on your personal credit all the time. You know, so um, and also too, you can hide a lot of debt over there if you just put it on the business side versus having it on the personal side. That's facts. That's facts. Wow, a lot of a lot of gems in that one. So now, right, you're at the dealership. Let's whether you're getting your car financed in your personal name, you're getting the car financed in your business name. One ongoing theme that has been attached to car dealerships that I'm sure you know about just as well as I do is uh, the hidden fees, right? The fine print in between the fine print and uh, car dealerships and, and people that car, car salesmen are known to be a little bit swifty in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, put, put, doing a little sneaky, sneaky maneuvers to try and get an extra dollar on you here or there or try and put certain things that help work in their favor and not so much of yours. Could you speak to speak a little bit from your own personal experience about um, certain things that people should look to when they're going to these dealerships so that they can avoid getting scammed, getting swindled or letting the dealerships get one over them? Well, one thing I could say, you know, and I'm not an expert in this area. Right. I know how much a car is worth. I know how much I want to pay for a car. I research the price before I get to the dealership via uh, the Kelly Blue Book you know, and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, I know roundabout where I need to be. And before I even go to the dealership, I know what car I want. I don't just go walking around a lot willy-nilly. You know what I'm saying? I'm going there asking, hey, is this car here? Because typically they post all this stuff online. You know what's there before you get there, right? You know what I'm saying? So you know the car that you want before you even get to the dealership and you know what the price that you want to pay for. Secondly, uh, what I would say now, back in like the nineties and, and, you know, early two thousands where it was cool to say, you know what, I'm going to the dealership and I'm paying cash for the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you don't want to tell them that don't tell them you're paying cash for the car because how the things are set up now when, uh, car dealerships and, and you know, salesmen and stuff like that, they get kickbacks now when you're financing. 
Okay. They get so many kind of kickbacks and stuff like that from the banks and, you know, all this type of stuff when you're actually financing the car. It sounds cool to say, oh, I'm going to pay cash, but they like to know that they want, you, know, they, you want to negotiate from a standpoint of them thinking that you're going to finance the car. Okay. Once you get that set price, if your credit is right, you can either go ahead and finance that, that car or you can, or what you, well, I'm sorry, you can finance it finance the car for the price that they're giving you, right? <clears throat> and then as soon as you finance that car, pay it right off with the cash you got from the bank. Does, it, does that make sense? Right? Yeah. That, that way you're getting the best finance price versus if you go in there and tell them you're paying cash, they're going because they, they know they're not going to get no, no back end uh, uh, kickbacks. They're trying to get you to, to, to the top price where, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to get no deal. Mm -hmm. What you see on the window, that's how much you're going to pay for it, period. You know, so uh, that's one of the things I say, but not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that secure your financing from your bank before you go to the dealership. Mm -hmm. Don't let them run that play, you know, shotgunning your credit to all the different places. And sometimes they can, sometimes depending on your particular credit situation, right? If your credit is shoddy, you don't have the luxury of just going to your bank, getting a check. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can't really do it like that. So everybody that's saying to do that, that, that's good advice, but that's for good credit people, right? If your credit is shoddy, sometimes the dealership can find you a better interest rate than your, than your bank because they got resources. They can reach out there. There are fillers out there. They got all these banks out there that they can tap, in, tap into with, right? And uh, get you finance for that car. But that's when a car is a necessity. You need that car for as a necessity, not for doing business like what we're talking about right now. You know, so um, you know, I, I, you know, so yeah. Those, those are basically what, what I look at, man. But I want to say this though. I want to say this: like the the car lot going to the car. I'm talking. We're strictly talking about this business, Toro. Okay. Right. If if I'm going in, you know, I got to get my baby mama a car and stuff like that, or credit back. You know, that's that's a whole nother thing. Right. I'm talking about for this business of Toro. You don't want to start with the dealerships. Mm -hmm. Everybody talking about going there, buying these brand new cars. No, 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 no. The strategy that you want to use, <coughs> the best strategy that you want to use, you want to get a late model used car, okay? I'm not going to go to Ford and get me a 2021 Mustang just because I got a check from Bank of America for $40,000, right? I'm going to go and get me a 2017 Mustang that looks just like the 2021 Mustang, right. the same model, but a later year with some miles on it. Because mm -hmm. where you're going to run into is when you get that brand new car, first of all, that car payment is cut into your, your, um, your, um, your profit margin, right? right. It's, you know what I'm saying? Cause you, first of all, you're paying a higher car note, right? right. And honestly, when you get your pictures and you take your pictures and put your car on a platform, it looks just like the brand new car at 2017 and 2016. Like customers don't even care. You can still pull in that same price as long as your car is clean and you got good pictures. Okay. Right. And your payment is going to be lower. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you aren't going to suffer the same depreciation mm -hmm. that that new car getting drove off that lot is going to suffer because yours is already depreciated. You see right. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, yours is already depreciated. So it's going to depreciate at a lower rate. So, I mean, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? I, that's why I say, just first of all, find, go online, uh, offer up, Facebook Marketplace, 
find private sellers that's looking to sell their car. And you got to do a little due diligence, right? It, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to just go straight to the dealership. Nah, man, if you're really trying to get, buy these cars and acquire these cars at the right price so you aren't upside down and, you, you know what I'm saying, you you coming back like a couple months later, I ain't really making no money with Turo. You know what I'm saying? You got to acquire the cars for the right price. Right, right, right. Hopefully I ain't go long-winded there, but I just wanted to... Listen, take as, you could you can give 30-minute responses if you want to because we want as much game as possible because I want our audience to be able to soak up as much of it in so that they can walk off, off this video and get their business started the right way. So I appreciate it. But for sure. I'm happy that you said everything that you said, because that perfectly segues into my next question. You know, you spoke to this just now and you even touched on it a little bit earlier. The beautiful thing about Turo is that when you get on the platform on, on one page, you'll see a Lamborghini Urus and a Corvette and and a, yeah, and, a and a Tesla and all these other crazy cars. Right. And then you go to the very next page and it'll be like a Nissan Altima and like a, and a Prius. Right. And a Toyota Camry 2017. So if I'm watching this video, right, another thing that people are probably a little bit uh, unsure about is what what kind of car should I be looking to start out with? Right. What kind of car should I be looking to start with? So could you speak to um, if, if I'm if I'm looking to get into the business, what kind of cars would you personally recommend that certain people should be looking at? Right. Whether it be the type from SUV to sedans to, you know, the make of the car, Nissan or, or Toyota, whatever it may be. What are some cars that you would recommend for some people who aren't necessarily sure where they should start? Uh, and that's all, it's really subjective, right? It's subjective, meaning that um, it's no one way blueprint that is going to lead you to success, right? First of all, what you wanna do is you wanna do your market research. And when I say your market is based on the area that you live, okay? So for instance, uh, I'm in Virginia and I can go through my Turo app and I can see what cars are moving, what cars that people like to rent. We have a beach here, Virginia Beach, you know what I'm saying? Convertibles, like, you know, all these type of things that they like here, okay? My market is totally different from a Birmingham, Alabama. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, they may like different things there. And in Birmingham, Alabama may be different from, uh, you know, some, somewhere in Wyoming or Oregon. And every market is different from California, you know what I'm saying? You know, LA, Los Angeles, you know? And so when you're talking about what kind of cars to get into, yeah, you can go for the higher end exotics and the BMWs and, you know what I'm saying, the Mercedes and stuff like that. But think about what people like in your town. People th think about what people like to drive in your city, okay? And go on there and see what those cars are doing in your market and how you can do that. Just, just, just scroll through. See who the big players are. See who has the most trips under their name. See who your all-star hosts are. Go to their profile. See what kind of cars they have, right? And literally, don't reinvent the wheel. Do what they're doing. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't got to copy and paste their exact descriptions, but, you know, switch it up a little bit. But look and see how they're moving, right? And that'll give you an idea of what cars are going to do well for you. Now, across the board. Across the board, Turo has given us data since 2012, right? They've given us data. They've told us on the platform what are the most, uh, what are the most um, earn, top earning cars, right? They even got a blog on the Turo website, right? And in the sports car category, it's the Ford Mustang. Like, now, don't get me wrong. Every little, there's little nuances in every little market where it may be a little bit higher here or lower in this market. Yada, yada, yada. But across the board, when it comes to the Turo, the Ford Mustang is a top earning sports car. OK, the in the SUV category is the Jeep Wrangler. OK, so when I got started, I said, 
okay, well, shoot. If they're saying that these are the top cars, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go shoot my shot for those, right? You know? And uh, and lo and behold, bro, like my Jeep Wrangler, I got the mud tires on. You've seen it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, on Instagram, uh, I got the mud tires on it, bro. It stays going. I'm talking like it stays going. It came back today, but it's going back out tomorrow at 10 a.m., right? I got that booking uh, probably like maybe an hour and a half ago, you know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, actually, that's what I was doing. I was w- making sure it was ready before we started the Zoom call. When I said, I'll, hey, give me 10 minutes. Because oh. I was coming back up the elevator. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my Jeep Wrangler's going back out. My Mustang always stays out, you know. And so if your audience wants to go, just just type in what's the best cars for Turo. And the, the Turo blog post is going to come up. Not saying that you have to get those cars. Always research your particular market. But, you know what I'm saying, you'll get a little bit of insight on what cars are doing big on most definitely. A lot of, lot of gems, man. A lot of sauce you dropping. A lot of sauce you dropping. So now, right, we've talked about how their credit reports should be structured. What should you, they should be looking out for? Think the do's and don'ts of going to the dealership. Ways around getting a car, even if you don't have, right, your credit in order to go about getting a financing and business name, all these different things, right? Now it's time to get the actual business up and running, right? So, you have the car, you're ready to get things rolling. But as you and I both know, there are still certain things that you need to make sure that you have in place, right? Some essentials that you need before you get things going. So what are some of those essentials that someone will need before they can get that car uh, on tour to get it rocking and rolling? Oh, man. Um, the essentials that you need. Um, well, we consider we got the car, right? What we need to do is make sure that the uh, cars of uh, is for service, maintenance, all that stuff is up to date. You know what I'm saying? You know, fluid, windshield wipers, all that kind of stuff. Make sure everything is good to go for that car. All right. One of the most important things that I see people in these tour groups, I'm in several different Facebook tour groups, and they're so excited to get started with the business that they don't order trackers for their car. They just put the car on the platform and let it rip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? You are in for a world of hurt. You know what I'm saying? If you are not tracking your car and where it is when you rent it out. You know, so um, definitely you want to order trackers uh, for your car. Uh, you know, I, I use Gold Star Spirit as the company that I use. Uh, and um, I think my first batch, I ordered five at a time. And uh, it cost me like 600 something dollars, but you can order one at a time. You know what I mean? If you're just getting started or whatever, they have other trackers um, that um, that you can just plug in your OBD monitor thing that like run up under the steering wheel. I don't suggest those. The reason why is because they can easily just be pulled out and throw it out the window. Right. And, um, you know, you don't want to um, have something that is not hardwired in. All of my stuff is they can't even access the trackers. My stuff is deep behind the dashboard. They can't even they don't even see it. Right. And I don't tell them that the car is being tracked either. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't tell them because some people feel weird about like, you know, they think you're watching them and stuff like that. I only get involved with the tracker stuff if I start to worry or a person's late or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't look at all that stuff. But yeah, so trackers is, is the number one thing that you just need to have when you get started. Okay. Um, second one is for setting it up as a business, right? You want to, first of all, have this business in its own business bank account. Okay. So you know the money that's being deposited into this bank account from Turo, okay, is your profits, right? And you want to be paying for your maintenance and expenses out of the same bank account as well. So when you look at this bank account, you'll have a true gauge as to how much you're really making. Okay. 
because don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? I post numbers, I post big numbers of what I'm doing and stuff every month, right? But those aren't true numbers because guess what I gotta do? I gotta make car payments, right? I gotta make car payments on some of them I bought right out, but the ones I do, I have to make car payments on. Uh, I Every now and then I gotta, you know, um, put some fuel in the car. Typically when I rent out a car, uh, with full, it, it's full, they bring it back full. But uh, sometimes I have to get car washes. Sometimes I gotta buy knickknacks and little things for the car, you know what I mean? Like, you know, to spray it down or clean the interior. You know, I'm always going you know, back and forth to O'Reilly's or AutoZone. You know, so all of those things are eating into your profits, right? So you want to make sure that uh, you are keeping in consideration of that and you are taking that from your business bank account. Don't mix your business with your personal. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're if doing it as a hobby, you know I mean? You just got one car, all right, cool. But if you're really trying to really do this thing, you know what I'm saying? Don't mix your business money with your personal money because it's going to be a nightmare come accounting time, you know? So, um, but yeah, the main thing, man, uh, trackers, have your, your your entity and your bank account set up to, in order to receive the money uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's what I would say. Really, that's all you really need to, to get. Oh, I'm sorry. You need good pictures. Nah, you need good, yeah, man, you need good pictures. I, I see so many listings in my area, man, where what were you thinking when you took this picture? Like, what, what, what are you thinking? Like, look, what, like, do you see what you posted? Like, would you work that car? Would you work that car the way you took that picture? There's an overcast. It's sitting in your dirt driveway. Uh, it's, uh, you, you, you got the back quarter panel bumper. You don't even got the whole car where people can see it. The back, you know, the, the setting as far as where you take it, take it to a place that looks desirable, where people want to be at. They want to have fun at. They want to be, you know what I'm saying, in your car in that place, right? That has a nice city type background if you don't got a city type background find a find a business parking lot to park it in you know what i'm saying set it up man pre- prep the pictures you know what i'm saying like you want to see pictures if you were going to rent a car from somebody right and these same people that's got these terrible pictures they're they're asking like why i'm not getting no bookings why i'm not getting no bookings and then when i say inside the forums i say um what's the link to your your your, your Turo, uh listings you know what i'm saying i go and bro that's killing them and then was like oh i didn't really think about that you know and so yeah, good pictures. Once you get those pictures established, bro, put them up on there. I promise you, it's go time. Most definitely. And just and just to just to double down on the well, not to double down, just to repeat, just for anybody I may have not heard it for the track advice. That's Gold Star G O L D S T A R, correct? Yeah, Gold Star Spirion. Yeah, Gold Star Spirion. You can tell them, you know, uh, you know, my contact there is Julie, but they'll ask you like who referred you. If you guys want to use my name, that's totally that's totally okay with me. Um, but um, but yeah, definitely Gold Star. Spirion. Spirion is spelled S-P-E-R-I-O-N. Go Star Spirion, right? They have a they have a mobile tracker that's not hardwired in. That it, it'll it'll uh, connect to um to like metal and stuff like that. But I don't suggest that one. They might try to sell you that one. I don't suggest that one. Always get the ones that's hardwired in because no matter whether the car is off or on. Right, you're always gonna know like that car is gonna begin voltage from the actual the battery, and uh, those are the best ones. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So now, right, I follow you on Instagram. You follow me on Instagram. You're very open and transparent uh, with how you run your business. And one thing I appreciate about the way that you run your business is that you're extremely hands on. Right, mm-hmm. like every day you're posting stories of you getting the cars cleaned out. You're posting stories of you running maintenance on a car. You're getting the oil changed. Tires are getting rotated, right? You're making sure that they're getting their checkups, inspections, the whole nine, right? 
So yes. uh, one thing that we see, especially in the social media era, whether it's Toro, Airbnb, or whatever it may be, a lot of times people only tell us about, you know, so the cash flow. Well, I made this much for my Airbnb. I made this much yeah, yeah. for my cars on Toro, et cetera, et cetera. Speak a little bit about, right, for anybody that's interested in getting into the business, what your day-to-day operations are like, right? I mean, before the Zoom even came, you talked about you just came up from getting one of your cars ready. Tell For somebody who has little to no idea about what they would be getting themselves into when it comes to this Toro business, what has your day-to-day been like in terms of managing and operating this thing from top to bottom? Man, bro, uh, it is when I wake up in the morning, okay, uh, I look down, I look at my, my Toro, open my Toro account, I see what kind of pickups are, are I mean, what kind of, what kind of uh, uh, you know, bookings that I got for that day, people that's going to be coming to pick up a car or picking it or people that's dropping the car off. And so I really have to plan my day around that, right? Because my hours on for my car rental business is from, uh, from 10 to uh, 6 p.m., right? You know, now I can adjust certain things if people have special requests, but I look to see, okay, how is that going to, um, and uh, how, is, how is my day gonna go based off of that, okay? And, um, and from there, I kind of mold everything else I do during the daytime uh, around that, you know, cause I have my credit repair clients and stuff like that, that I still have to manage. Uh, and Turo is just another stream of revenue uh, uh, for uh, me. And um, yeah, I could tell you that sometimes it gets hectic, man. It gets hectic. It definitely gets hectic when um, you got multiple cars coming back at the same time or, or cars going out at the same time and, you, and you're not planning properly. So for instance, like I told you I was doing today because the car's going out tomorrow, right? I don't want to me- wait till tomorrow before, you know what I'm saying, when the car's getting ready to go out to go do what I did this evening, right? That way my, my operation runs smoothly tomorrow, okay? Um, and basically prepping the car, I'm talking about making sure it's on full because sometimes a car will come back, I'll drive it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't get a chance to drive my cars, right? Because they're always running out, but making sure it's on full, making sure it's clean, making sure there's no spills there, making sure everything is sanitized and it's ready to go uh, back out for uh, the uh, next guest. But it's not super hard, man, but it is, um, it is sometimes it just get, it gets a little hectic, man. Sometimes it does get hectic. Now, I had a, uh, a young boy that was, uh, you know, out of college, that's out of college for the summer. He actually helps me with my pickups and drop offs. Now, you guys in my stories don't get to see that because, of course, he's not going to help. He's not. I don't give him my phone so he can post to my stories. I don't, you guys only see what I'm doing. But I also have somebody else that's helping me with that because sometimes I can't be in a certain location or, you know, or because I'm, I got some other stuff going on and uh, he looks out for me. He takes care of that. He has access to all my keys for my cars. Uh, and um, and yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad I mentioned keys, man, because uh, when I go back and going back into the last question that you asked me, uh, one of the things you need to make sure that you have before you get started, you need to have multiple keys. You know what I'm saying? When you buy these cars from these private owners or sometimes the dealerships and they're, they're used, sometimes there's only one key, one key fob, right? That's a no-no. You know what I'm saying? You do not want to give your only key to a guest, right, in hopes that they bring it back because you never know what this experience is going to be like. Maybe they have, might have a lockout or something. So you always want to have a key in case you need to go assist them or go repossess that car, right? You know what I mean? You just pull up and take your car. You know, so, um, yeah, so... Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, but um, but yeah, that's what I got. Got you, got you, got you. So now, right, 
you've been in the game for a good amount of time now. You've had, I'm pretty sure, your fair share of ups and downs, bumps and bruises, learning curves that comes with any business that you're getting into. What are some of the mistakes that you made starting out that you could share with the audience so that when they get into it, they don't have to go down that same path? Uh, one of the, let's see, let's see, some of the mistakes that I made, um, separating business and personal, man. Like I'm giving you, I'm telling you that because that's what got me a little confused in the beginning because I couldn't really see my true numbers, right? I was, I had, and actually it was separated and, but I was putting my business money that I was making from Turo in another business bank account that was for another other business stuff, right? right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it wasn't going to my personal account, but it was going in another business bank account. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't really see, I, I, I got confused and like, you know, so I had to separate everything and back up and, and get things situated. So uh, let's see, putting all the money in, in, in a, you know, in, in the same account, that is something that can definitely get you confused. Um, let's see what other other mistakes, man. I would say um, that um, I don't think I necessarily made these mistakes, but I can give you something that I see a lot of people do make mistakes on, right? And when it comes to getting the car, okay, and the big thing is everybody's always got the question: What car should I get? What car should I get? What car is going to do best? What car is going to do this? Okay. Um, let's talk about real quick economy cars, right? Mm-hmm. Versus mid-range cars, like you know, Camaros, Mustangs, or you know what I'm saying, like you know, stuff like that. You are going to do the same amount of work for the same for all these cars, right? Where's prepping it, getting it ready, right? Your profit margin on the economy cars are gonna be lower, you know. Now they will be stay, they will stay gone longer, but mm. you won't make as much revenue with those cars as you will with the with the cars you could charge more for, the more desirable cars, the more the looker cars, I like to call them. You know what I'm saying? They when I say looker cars, people like to get them because they look good, right? You know what I'm saying? You'll be able to charge more for the looker cars versus the economy cars, right? Your profits are gonna be a little bit lower. That's why you need to make sure that you get these cars at the right price and um you know, it, it, so they could so they could be gone. So one thing I see people do is like, hey, I'm gonna start off with economy. It's cool if you're gonna start off with economy. That's totally. You know what I'm saying, I mean, people have to start off everywhere. Right. But just know that when you start off with economy, your revenue isn't gonna go as fast as, say, for instance, if you could get a nicer, more decent car that's more desirable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll have more. You'll have more bookings, but sometimes the bookings are outweigh the actual revenue. You're going to be doing more work, right, for the for the for less money. You know, so um, that is one of the things that I see uh, people uh, kind of really don't know their numbers. You know, what I'm saying they don't really know the numbers and stuff. So got you. And that once again segues into my next question because you have a uh, like I said, I follow you of course on Instagram. You have a very interesting fleet, right? Because you have a Jeep, I believe, a Tesla. Mm-hmm. And also a, a, a good mix of economy cars in there as well. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, could you speak a little bit about, you know, your personal numbers in terms of, you know, insurance, car note, maintenance, things like that versus yeah. with mm-hmm. your profit margins. So in terms of like how you're making day per day, monthly, things of that nature. Yeah. So uh, currently right now, you know what I'm saying, as far as on the actual 
on the actual platform right now, I have a total of five cars, right? On the platform. I have a total of seven cars that I rent out, right? But some of my cars, you're not going to just run up on me and rent my Tesla Model X if I ha if you haven't rented from me before one of my cars that's on the platform. You see what I'm saying? Um, and don't get me wrong. People put a lot of these higher-end cars on there, but just the way I operate, when you come and rent from me, you're, you'll know that I have other cars, right? But I need to see how you handle uh, shit. My my Mustang first, you know what I'm saying? Or how you handle one of my Toyota Priuses. Are you going to be on time? Are you going to be prompt? Are you going to be bring it back? Because, you know, shit, we're talking about, you know, an $80,000 Model X, you know what I'm saying? And that, first of all, it takes a lot of coaching to drive that car. It's not like, it's not like a car that um, you just... Typically, if for, for a regular gasoline car, just throw the person the keys, they know what to do. They know how to put it in park, reverse, all this kind of stuff. With a model, it, it, there's a learning curve with, with the Tesla. You know what I'm saying? You have to sit with the person a minute before you let them drive off in that car just to know that they got it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you have to be, you have to have a plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're driving a Tesla, right? It ain't just like often to go on a long road trip and there's a gas station next exit. Mm -hmm. Bro, you get out there and don't have a plan, that battery starts to get low. Guess what? You're going to have to be, get towed somewhere because mm -hmm. you don't know where to go. Now, the, the car will map all this stuff out for you. But, um, you know what I'm saying, it, it, some people just think it's just, you know, all gravy, you know what I'm saying, with these type of cars, these electric cars. But, um, yeah, it definitely takes some uh, some planning and preparation. Now, um, uh, so as far as numbers, right? Um, see, here we are. It is, so let's see these last since April, since April of this year, all the way up until July. Currently, right now, we're going to get ready to hit about 15K. Right. Um, when I acquired the, all the cars and so and here's one thing that when you're financing the cars, right, you are going to have to pay really a car note for the first 30 to 45 days, right? So you pretty much got like a month and a half before the car notes start to hit, okay? Depending on how you financed it. And so that means that you wanna get your cars all together all at once so you can get them up and running as fast as possible. So you can get ahead of that profit curve, you know what I'm saying? So you can start making that profits on those cars. So let's just say uh, each month I'm doing probably like close to $5,000, you know what I'm saying, with my cars that are on the platform. And, uh, in car notes and stuff that I'm paying for, I'm paying about 2000 right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I have a, about a 50, 50 uh, say 60% return, you know what I'm saying, on, you know, everything that I'm making and stuff like that. So it isn't all profit, but it's enough profit to say that, you know what, it's proof of concept and this business works, right? You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And, um, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how, that's what the numbers are looking like right now. That's absolutely. That's amen. Let me see. This month, let me see here because I got pull up performance earnings. Yeah. So, so right now, let's see. Boom. So we're. I don't know if y'all can see that, but we are at about. Shit, I can't. I think if you bring it closer to the screen, it should show. Yeah. There we so go. So we're we're at about twelve something like that. You know what I'm saying? By the end of the month. By the end of the month, we will, let's see, we got one, what's it, 800 something. So, so yeah, it'll be about 13,000. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, not more, a little bit over 13,000. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, it's been good. You know what I'm saying? I've probably, and I've only paid like shit, 
like one, two. Like we're, I gotta, I would have to look at my bank account, but like I'm saying I've paid probably about four thousand dollars in just expenses and notes and stuff like that. So, like, uh, you know, you subtract that from that thirteen. You know what I'm saying? And hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> like, 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 life is good. Life is very, very good. You know, I mean, life is good, bro. Most definitely, most definitely. Okay, so a lot of gems, a lot of sauce that was uh, dropped in this interview. Last question to close it out. Finish the sentence for me. You should not consider getting to into this business if blank. If, ooh, that's a good one, bro. You should not get into this business if you're going to get emotional about these cars, mm. right? Mm. If you got, if you're going to get emotional about these cars and like, you know, these are your babies and, you know, so all this kind of stuff, this is not the business for you. I promise you, you're going to be on edge. You're going to be worrying all the time. Uh, you're going to be a nervous wreck. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I see that I talk to people, man, people call me for advice and stuff like that. And, and you know, they're just like, you know, just just flipping out, man. You know what I'm saying? So um, your cars are going to get nicks. They're going to get scratches here and there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody somebody's going to smoke in your car and leave a cigarette smoke smell. You know what I'm saying? These are all things that happen. That's unexpected. This business, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to work through it. Shit happens. Right. Um, I've literally had, you know, somebody like I want to say my third booking, like, dude, smoke my car out. It took me like almost a week to get that shit out of there. I had to buy this machine and like, you know, what I'm saying like clean out the, air, the cabin filter and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, so if, if, if that is going to like stress you out like that, you know, what I'm saying you don't need to be in this business, man. Um, also, um, and, and that, and that kind of loops into when we're talking about the tracking, right? Mm -hmm. I got trackers on all my cars, but am I sitting around every, all day looking to see where this person's at and what they're doing and how they're breaking and, you know what I'm saying, with the car and how, you know what I mean? I, I don't do that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I got to keep my peace of mind. And if something's happened, if something happens, it's going to happen. Like, right. There's nothing I can do, you know what I'm saying? Like, all I could do is mitigate it once it does happen, Right. right? Whether it be an accident and stuff, I just gotta I gotta know is is not <clears throat> is not what happens, it's how you to how you respond to what happens, right? So I go live my life, man. They could they come pick up these cars. I don't like monitor it all the time. I'm not emotional about it. Like, you know, if it get a little scratch here, you know what I mean? Little dings I'm okay with, but if I if it gets crunched up, I know how what we gotta do when it comes to contacting Turo. Uh, insurance, all my cars are insurance up. I got personal insurance on my cars, but I also use the Turo insurance that they provide, you know what I'm saying? And so they get a portion of my profits as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, um, you know, that is something that uh, that you got you to gotta think about. Don't get emotional about the cars, man, because, you know, it's business. It's business. Well said, well said, and a perfect way to close it out. My brother, Robin, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you dropping all the jewels and gems on my audience. Uh, before we close this thing out, let them know where they can find you, man. Man, you know, I'm real heavy on IG, right? That's where, uh, you know, that's where, uh, well, I met Marv back last year, you know what I'm saying, October, but, um, but uh, you know, I mean, me and Marv, we, we interact all the time on IG, and if you guys want to follow me there, it's uh, King, K-I-N-G-X-Nose, K-N-O-W-S, you know what I'm saying, at King X Nose, and uh, I'm always talking about Turo, I'm always talking about credit, you guys tap in with me, and uh, hey, I look forward to connecting with you.
Most definitely, man. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you to everybody that tapped in for this video. I sincerely do hope that we gave you a lot of value. If so, don't forget to remember to take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day. So just go ahead and slap that like button and show this video. Yes, some sir. Most definitely, my guy, Robin. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm out of here. Thank you and God bless.